Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community, and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message. Well, as as Destiny said, next Sunday is also going to be a very, very special Sunday in that uh, next Sunday is our Vision Sunday, and so next next Sunday we'll be announcing the word for 2023 and some exciting things that we are believing God and wanting to see happen um, next year. And also next weekend kicks off our Advance the Dream offering, our year-end offering this year, where we want to sow a seed into all that God is going to do next year. And so that will kick off next week as well. I know uh, several of you have been been praying about what what it is that God is asking you to give at the end of this year, and and you are preparing that. And I just really believe that, you know, we're going to be able to start fast in 2023 because we're going to finish strong in 2022 uh, because this is our year to advance. And advance means that we are going to move forward on purpose and with purpose. And we're going to give with intentionality and purpose at the end of this year so that we can see everything that God has in store for us in 2023. Well, here in the the last few weeks and kind of leading up to this Vision Sunday, uh, we have been in a little bit of a mini-series of messages entitled, What Matters Most? What Matters Most? And the series really came out of uh, whenever I got on the airplane to fly to Asia just uh, a few weeks ago. And the onboard welcome video there, uh, they say, here at Delta, what matters, uh, excuse me, here at Delta, connecting you to what matters, matters most. And it was there that got me thinking, well, okay, what matters most to Delta is getting me to what matters to me. But then the obvious question is, what matters to me? (laughs) And not just what matters to me, but what matters most to me? And then the Andy Stanley add-on is this, what matters most to me really? What really matters most to me? What does my time say matters most to me? What, 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 does my, what does my pocketbook say really matters most to me? What really matters most to me? And then it brings the secondary question for a Jesus follower. And today, if you are in the room and you consider yourself to be a Christian or a Jesus follower, the follow-up question to that is, does what matter most to me matter most to God? Does what matter most to me matter most to God? And and then I went into Philippians chapter 1 where the Apostle Paul, he's writing here to the church at Philippi, and this is what he says. He says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding, for I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. I love another translation. The ERB says it this way, that you will see the difference between what is important and what is not and choose. Everybody say choose. And choose what is important. 
You see, this should not just be a prayer that we read in the book of Philippians, but instead, this should be a prayer that we pray every day. A prayer that we pray for ourselves, a prayer that we pray for our families, that we would be able to understand what really matters. You say, well, why should we pray this prayer daily? And here's the reason why, because we don't always see or choose what is most important. (laughs) We need help from God to see what is most important, and then we need help from God to be able to choose what is most important. I want you to think about this for a moment. We, We said this last week, but I want you to think about it again. We get ourselves in trouble the most when we lose sight of what matters the most. We get ourselves in trouble the most whenever we lose sight of what really matters the most. Last week, I gave you a little cheat sheet of four things that should really matter to us on a daily basis. And and last week, we we talked about the fact that heaven should really matter, that that, that heaven should really matter to us, that, that we should think about things of heaven. Because whenever you get very clear about eternity, it gives you a perspective in your present life. That should be, that should really matter. We talked about the fact that hope should really matter. Hope is vitally important for us living the life that God created us to live. Then we talked about our health, and and not just physical health, but mental health, emotional health, financial health, relational health, that we should be holistic in our health, and that our health should really, really matter to us. And not just that, but that also help should matter. Not, Not being help, but being a help to others, being that light that God has called us to be in there. These things should really matter to us on a daily basis. And kind of we walked away with this idea last week that that what matters to God is that we live a life that matters. (laughs) It's what matters to God is that we would really live a life that matters. And today I want to give you just some simple ways, some simple ways that, that, that we can lose sight of what matters most. And I think that they'll really resonate with you. I know that these really resonated with me. But just some some very simple, practical ways that in life, we lose sight of what matters most. And, And here's the first way that we lose sight of what matters most. And that is when we get distracted. Whenever we get distracted, we know what should matter most. But how many of you can testify temptation is real? We know what should matter most, our physical health, but then again, there's fried chicken. We know what should matter most, quality time with our spouse, with our significant other, with our kids. But then the temptation of the couch and television after an eight our work day, there, there, it, is, it is there. The temptation is there. We know what matters most, but it is so easily, it, happens, can, it can happen so easily for us to get distracted. And, and the half-brother of James, he writes this, uh, half-brother of Jesus, uh, James, he writes this in James chapter 1, verse 14. He says, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. Now, now we get the bigger picture of this verse and that, that there is, a, uh, there is a, a temptation that comes to really 
drag us away from God. And he says, and in the end, there is death in the next verse. And we, we understand that. But, but this verse also can be interpreted in terms of there is a, 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 a small temptation, a daily temptation that will come. And that temptation will come from your own desire. And out of that desire, it will entice you and drag you away. It will drag you away from what? It will drag you away from what matters most. It's just a temptation to settle. A, a temptation to allow what's not most important to take over your time. And really, whenever we think about distraction, right? Distraction, it, 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 it's simply a lack of attention to what matters most. That's what a distraction is. A distraction is, is really, it's simply a lack of attention for what matters most. Think about texting and driving, right? They say, don't text and drive. Why? Because the, the thing that's most important is your driving. And a lack of attention to what is most important, texting puts things in danger. Well, guess what? We put our lives in danger whenever we get distracted and there's a lack of attention to what actually matters most. I like to say it this way. In life, attention is more important than intention. Attention is more important than intention. I mean, how many times have we said and we've heard people say, but my intentions were good. I never meant for this to happen. When, it, when I started, I wanted what was best. But in, but, but in life, attention is more important than intention. And there's something about intention that, that we say and that I, I want to bring your attention to what we say about attention, and that is we say, that we pay attention. We pay attention. And that really speaks because there is a price tag to keeping your focus on what matters most every day. You really do have to pay attention because there is a price that is required for you to live a life that is focused on what matters most. And when we think about distraction, distraction causes us to lose traction. Distraction causes us to lose traction. And this is how we get in trouble because we start slipping and sliding into things that we never intended to be in or to end up in. Why, how did we end up there? How did we get there? Because we lost traction. Why did we lose traction? Because we weren't Paying attention. So whenever you, whenever you think I, I need to pay attention, what I really want you to think is this. You're not just paying for attention. You're paying for traction. You're paying for traction towards what matters most because that's what distraction always costs you. Distraction costs you the opportunity to move to what matters most. This is why distraction is so deadly. Because it's costing you the traction that you need to move forward. It's costing you the traction you need to what matters most. And so many times we just kind of sweep distraction to the side and be like, ah, oh, well, it's just small. 
No, it's causing you to lose traction. And when you lose traction, you start slipping and sliding into places and things that you never really ever intended to be. And we would say, how did I get there? How did I end up here in my marriage? How did I end up here in my life? How did I end up here in my business? Because I stopped paying attention. There is a price to staying focused on what matters. And when you stay focused on what matters, you keep traction towards living a life that most matters. But here's the, the second thing that we can lose sight of, uh, of what, uh, how, what matters most, and that is that we can become disillusioned. We not just get distracted, but we can become disillusioned. Now, disillusioned meaning that we get disappointed because we discovered that something didn't work out the way that we thought it would. It's what it means to be disillusioned. That, 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 you, that you become disappointed whenever you discover that something did not work out the way that you thought it would. And in the midst of that pain, and in the midst of that disappointment, the enemy comes to convince us, and then we begin to convince ourselves that nothing is ever going to work out for us, so why would I even try? Because these things didn't work out, and because this person disappointed me, and because that person betrayed my trust, and because I've been let down, so why am I even going to try in the future? This happens in marriage relationships. This happens in church relationships. This happens in relationship with God. This happens. People lose hope, and when you lose hope, you become disillusioned, and the reason that you're disillusioned is through past disappointment. But let me say it to you this way today. Whenever you lose hope for a better future, you will eventually lose sight of what matters most. When you lose hope that your future, that your marriage, that your business, that your life can get better, you will eventually lose sight of what matters most. And here's the reason why. Because I won't do the hard work of choosing what matters most now if I'm not fully convinced that it will matter in the future. Choosing what matters most right now is hard enough. I mean, I think the only honest group I got right over here is sitting right up here in the front row because, listen, it's hard enough to choose what matters most. But if I don't believe that it will matter in my future, then I'm certainly not going to do the hard work of choosing what matters most now. This is why, and even last week, but uh, we, we talked about this verse, but it, it bears repeating in Jeremiah 29, 11, where God says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you, what does it say? Hope. God has a plan to give you a hope and a future. Notice the hope comes before the future because if you don't have hope for that future, then you will never live the life that God has planned for you, and that is a, a life that you would prosper, that there would be a thriving, flourishing, and successful condition in your life. That's what God has in store for you. It's what we've been talking about this year, living the abundant life, a life that is full, a life that is overflowing, a life that is prospering. That's what God has in store, but if you don't have a hope that it's possible you'll never move into the future where it becomes a reality 
So don't allow your disappointment yesterday to take your eyes off of what is most important today and in turn cost you your tomorrow. We can get disillusioned and disappointed, but don't let your past disappointment keep you from the appointments that God created you for in your future. Disillusionment will take your eyes and attention off what really matters most. You need to allow God to breathe hope into you again because that's what God said. This is my plan. I want to give you hope. The Bible says in Romans that he is the God of hope. God has enough hope to give you hope today. If you've lost hope, God can give you hope today. He can give you supernatural hope today that will fill your mind and your heart. Hope for every relationship in your life. Hope for your tomorrow. Hope for your future. Hope for whatever it is that you need hope for. He is the God of hope, and he can fill you with hope so that you will no longer live disillusioned, costing yourself what matters most. here's Here's the third thing that will take our attention off of what matters most. And that is whenever we become disinterested. And I've just got to be honest, you know, sometimes as a preacher, like you have a favorite one and like this was my favorite one. I had like a whole sermon worth of notes on point three. I had to like cut this one like by two thirds because there was so much here because I believe that so many times we find ourselves in this place. And listen, listen just for a moment. For the most part, the same things that matter most today, listen, will also matter most tomorrow, and they'll matter most for the rest of our lives. And frankly, we can get bored with what matters most. Because it's just the same thing over and over and over. Now, will there be some little variation things? Yeah, but for the most part, hear me out. The things that matter today, they're also going to matter tomorrow, and they're going to matter next week, and they're going to matter in 2023, and they're going to matter in 2043, and they're going to matter for the rest of your life. And so many times, our, our problem with what matters most is we just get bored with the monotony of what matters most. I was listening to a leadership podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. And there's a guy by the name of Alan Stein Jr., and uh, he is a, a, a kind of a sports performance uh, expert, and he had the opportunity to go in and watch uh, uh, the late Kobe Bryant do one of his, his famous 4 a.m. workouts. And so he said he showed up at the gym with, with so much excitement to see what does Kobe Bryant, one of the best players ever in the history of the game, what does he do at his 4 a.m. workout? And he says that when Kobe started, he said he was watching him do these drills that were just so elementary. And he said, this guy's thinking, well, this is what I teach my middle school daughter. <laughs> like, we're doing these drills. <laughs> the middle school girls basketball team is doing the same drills that Kobe Bryant was doing, and he said he kept waiting for things to pick up, and he kept waiting for things to change, and he said his whole, his whole workout at 4 a.m. was nothing but these elementary, most basic of drills. He says then he had a chance later that day at this camp that Nike was putting on to ask Kobe Bryant about it, and he, he said he asked Kobe, he said, hey, Kobe, I was watching your workout this morning, and he said, 
I was really surprised to see you doing all of these elementary drills. Like, is that, was that just today or is that every day? And he said, Kobe smiled at him and winked. He said, then he said in a very serious tone, he said, why do you think that I am the best player in the world? Because I never get bored with the basics. The best athletes in the world understand the impact of mastering the fundamentals. Mastering the fundamentals means that you never stop practicing the fundamentals. It's not something that you achieve and then move on from. (laughs) You never stop mastering the fundamentals. I, I like to say it this way. You never outgrow the fundamentals because you can't grow without the fundamentals. You never outgrow the fundamentals, the fundamentals of faith, the fundamentals of relationship, the fundamentals of marriage, the fundamentals of parenting. You never outgrow the fundamentals. Why? Because you cannot get to the next level of mastery in that area without the fundamentals. And and successful athletes understand this. Successful business people understand this. One one of my favorite stories, and I've, I've told this here before, but Uh, But Bill Gates' father got Bill Gates and Warren Buffett together for dinner. And whenever they were at dinner together, uh, Bill Gates' dad had two note cards, and he handed both uh, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett a note card. And he said, I want you to write down what is the one word that you attribute all of your success to. And both, both Bill Gates and Warren Buffett wrote the exact same word. Focus. Focus. The ability not to get distracted, yes, but listen to me, also the ability not to get disinterested. With the same old, same old every single day. John Maxwell says it this way. He says, small disciplines repeated with consistency every day lead to great achievements gained slowly over time. This is what people who master anything realize, that it is the small disciplines that are done every day, the small focus on what matters most every single day will lead me to the great achievements and the great accomplishments that will be gained slowly over time. This is in your spiritual life. This is in your business. This is in your marriage, your parenting, your mindset. Listen, you cannot get disinterested in prayer. You cannot get disinterested in reading your Bible. You cannot get disinterested in worship. You cannot get disinterested in saying what needs to be said and doing what needs to be done. You can't get disinterested in journaling. You can't get disinterested in writing down your goals. You can't get disinterested in doing what you need to do in order to be who you need to be so you do what you ultimately really want to do. So many times we just get disinterested and we think, am I really going to read the New Testament again? I was talking to a guy not long ago, and he said when he first read the Bible, he said, this is the only book I've ever read. And they told him to start in the New Testament. So he started with Matthew. And so he read Matthew, and then he read Mark, and he said he read Luke. He said, this is, the only, this is the only book I've ever read that they tell you the exact same stories over and over again. 
but it's not getting disinterested with the little things because you understand that when you do those things over and over and over again, it's what gives you what you really want. The ability to stay focused on what matters most. Let me give you the, the, the last one that will cause us to lose sight of what matters most, and, and that is being disheartened. Being disheartened, and, and, and disheartened by definition is this. It is when you have lost determination or confidence. Whenever you lose heart is what it means. When you lose heart, when you lose heart, you have lost the determination necessary. You have lost the confidence and you have lost the courage. And, and many times, uh, there are many ways you can become dis, dis, disheartened, but, but there are, are two very predominant ways and, and that we can become disheartened whenever we are afraid or whenever we are tired. And when we are afraid and we are tired, and there's a, a, a great story in the Bible in Matthew chapter 14 where Jesus, uh, the disciples are in a storm, and Jesus comes walking out on the water. He wasn't with them in the boat, and, and the disciples were terrified. They thought they were going to die. Jesus comes walking out. Matthew 14, it says, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. And they said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. Notice what did Jesus say first? He said, listen, guys, you are going to have to take heart. You're going to have to take courage. You are going to have to find your confidence. You are going to have to find your determination because it is I. I am here. And listen, all of us know the, the root source of our confidence and the root source of our strength and the root source of our courage and our determination. It is not found in our willpower. It is found in his power. It is not found within us. It is found with him living on the inside of us. And that's what Jesus said said, take heart because I am here. But just because he's there doesn't mean you take heart. So Jesus said, listen, you're going to have to take heart, but you can take heart because I am here. He says, listen, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Why does Jesus say do not be afraid? Because fear will cause you to believe, say, and do crazy things. So Jesus says, do not be afraid. Because in the process of fear, you will lose sight of what really matters. Jesus says, take heart. Don't allow fear to rob you of the courage and determination and confidence that you need in this moment. And what happens is, is we get disheartened and we lose courage and we get afraid. And then when we get afraid, we lose sight of what matters most. And we start believing, saying, and doing crazy things that we never, ever intended to do. But, but I said it was, it was whenever you, you were afraid, but then also there's the other one, whenever you get tired. 
And this is what the Apostle Paul writes in, in Galatians chapter 6. And he says, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will. Everybody say will. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. The scripture does not leave it to chance. It is not a probability. He says, if you don't give up, you will reap a harvest of blessing. It is a promise from God. But, but let's think for a moment, why, why does Paul tell us, don't get weary, don't get tired in doing what is good, because doing what is good and doing what is right is tiring. Doing the right thing over and over and over again, making decisions every single day of your life based on what matters most, it gets tiring. Loving your neighbor well every day is tiring. Serving the people around you every day is tiring. Shining your light as bright as you can shine it every day, that's tiring. Forgiving the people who have wronged you and will continue to wrong you, that's tiring. Giving your time, living generously, sowing your finances, listen, it all gets tiring and we can get weary but don't lose sight of the fact that there is a blessing and the blessing is for those who don't stop doing what is good when they get tired my mom tells the story of when I was in the sixth or seventh grade and I came to her and I, and I was disheartened and I said mom I'm just tired of being good I just wanted to be like those other bums in my class who didn't do their homework, you know, just one day. I wanted to fail a test, just to fail a test. You know, like I was tired of like making straight A's and doing all these, I just, I'm tired of doing the right thing every day. And I recognize that in the sixth grade, the seventh grade, this gets tired. Well, guess what? You go eighth grade, ninth grade, you go college, you go, you go all of life. Now you're 54 years old and you're thinking, yeah, I know what that feels. Yes, it is tiring to do what is right and good over and over and over and over and over again but you have to be careful because if you allow yourself to get tired then what can happen is you lose sight of what matters most and you start making decisions that are not going to give you what ultimately matters most to you because you're tired or because you're afraid and you're tired and afraid because you're disheartened but the same way that Jesus showed up for his disciples, Jesus shows up for us. He says, oh, so you're disheartened right now. You don't have the determination and the courage and, and the confidence that you need. Okay, you can take that because I am here. I am with you. But don't be deceived in thinking just because Jesus is here and just because you came to church that you're going to walk out with courage. No, it, it is active. you got to take courage. Jesus said you got to take heart you got to take what I'm offering you and you've got to pull it down into you so that you're living with determination, courage, and confidence and so that you will not get tired or afraid and start making decisions based off of those things. So we can, we can find ourselves 
And these very, very common things of just being distracted and being disheartened. And these are very common things to, to life that each and every one of us have to deal with. But here's what I want to remind you. And I'm going to invite the, the team up to play. And we're going to take communion in just a moment. But, but I, I, want, I want to remind you of what God said in Deuteronomy through his, through his prophet, through his man Moses. He says this in Deuteronomy chapter 30. He says, today I have given you the choice. Everybody say today. today. Meaning yesterday's choice doesn't really matter as much as today's choice. You have an opportunity today to do something you didn't do yesterday. Today, he says, I'm giving you the choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. Now, I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Everybody say you. Come on, say God's talking to me. Because you're the only one that can make this choice. Your spouse can't make this choice. Your mom and dad can't make this choice. Your pastor can't make this choice. No, this is the choice that you make. God says, oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. Here Moses says, this is the key. You, you want to know what the key to your life is? The key to your life is that today, this day, you have a choice. It's the key to your life. That today you have a choice. Today you have a choice and you can choose what matters most. It doesn't matter what you chose yesterday or last week. Today you have a choice. So today is not about you looking with guilt and shame on the choices that you made over the last seven days. This isn't about you feeling bad for 2022, looking back over your shoulder going, oh, God, this is like my third time to be in church. I haven't made the choices that I said I wanted to make when I rolled into 22, and you feeling bad. No, this is about you feeling so optimistic and encouraged. Because today, God is giving you a choice. And today, you can choose what matters. See, every day, every day we choose to either pay attention or accept distraction. Every day we choose to either envision a future through the lens of hope or allow disillusionment to steal our future possibilities. We choose to either embrace the basic fundamentals or become disinterested and therefore forfeit our growth and transformation. Every day we choose to either live with courage, determination, and confidence or to become further disheartened due to our fear and weariness. 
every day. Every day. I mean, if we just go really break it down, every day we either choose what really matters or we don't. Like, let's don't overcomplicate it. <laughs> every day we either choose what matters most or we don't. But the more days that you choose what matters most to you and the more days that you choose what matters most to God, guess what? The better your life is going to be. But God says, that's what I'm giving you, a choice. And it really is the key to your life. Key to your life is the choices that you make in terms of what matters most to you and what matters most to God. And every single day, we have the awesome opportunity to make that choice. And like I said, it's not about you feeling bad for poor choices that have been made in the past. This is about you being so fired up and encouraged to go, you know, I can make a different choice today and a different choice tomorrow and a different choice. And if this is the key to life, I can change my life by the choices that you make. And God's like, yeah, that's right. This is the key to your life. Choosing every day what matters most. I want you to stand with me today and before we take communion, I'm going to have our team throw up the lead acrostic on the screen. Because I know several of you just like to take a picture of that and just have it for the week to meditate on. But what did we learn today? What did we learn? What we learned today is that there are things that cause us to lose sight of what matters most. You got to be aware of those things. <laughs> you got to know that distraction is real. <laughs> you you got to know that being disillusioned, it, it's real and it. And it comes at a cost. You got to know that there's this thing called being disinterested. And if I get bored with what matters most and I don't do what matters most, it really does cost me in the end. That being disheartened, although I might have great reason for it, if I'm disheartened, then I can't focus on what matters most. Therefore, I'm not going to live the life that I really want to live. Our evaluation is this. Which one of these gets you the most? Which one gets you the most? Which one do you find yourself struggling with the most? Getting distracted? Getting disillusioned? Getting disinterested, bored? Or getting disheartened? Losing heart along the way because you're afraid, because you're tired, you're weary. The application is very simple. Remind yourself every day this week that you have a choice. You have a choice. Every morning you wake up, I want you to say, today I have a choice. And I choose what matters. And then just do your best all day long to do what you said you were going to do when your day started. You have a choice. And it's your choice. And then guess the D is just do it again and again. This is how you lead yourself well when you just make that choice over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. That's how we begin to lead the lives that we truly want to live. Today we're going to take communion. If, if you're sitting 
on my right and your left at the end of your row, there's a full communion bucket there. If you'll pass that down, everybody take one. If you're actually sitting on the opposite end, if you're sitting on my left and your right, there's an empty container there. And if you'll pass that down at the end after we take communion so that we can um, can collect all of the trash there, that would be very, very helpful. Hey, Carolina, can you give me one break? couldn't think of anything more appropriate at the end of service to simply remind us of what matters most. Because we can get distracted, but then we come back to this moment and we're like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, this, this matters most. We can get disillusioned from past hurts and disappointments and pain, but then we come to this moment we're like, oh, wait a minute. He promised that he could heal my broken heart. And wow, he is the healer. We get disinterested. And then we come to this moment where we're like, whew. I'm glad Jesus didn't get disinterested in his 33 years here. I'm glad he didn't wake up and have a bad day. (laughs) I'm glad he stayed focused on his mission all the way to the end, all the way to the cross, all the way to the empty grave. I'm glad he didn't get bored making the right decisions. Couldn't think of anything else to come back here and go. Whenever I get disillusioned, or excuse me, disheartened. I start losing heart. I have a promise from Jesus that says, I can take heart because I am here. You can take heart because I am here. Couldn't think of anything more appropriate today for us to say, you know what? I choose what matters most. I choose to make what matters most to me matter mo- what, what matters most to God. I choose to bring it back and go, God, this is what what really matters. And I want to live a life that matters because I know that's what matters to you. Jesus, on the night before he was crucified, we call it the Last Supper, he took bread and broke it and took the wine and blessed it and told his disciples, this is a a new covenant that we're making. And my body is going to be broken for you. My body's going to be broken so you can be made whole. My blood's going to be poured out so that your sins would be forgiven. And today we we do what Jesus asked us to by taking communion because it just, what does it do? It just reminds us what matters most. That's why we do this every month. Why? Because when we're here, it just God, this just reminds it's a simple thing. We can't get can't get bored and disinterested with our oh, it's communion again. No. No. This is what Jesus said. No, do this when you come together and let it remind you of me. Let it remind you of what is most important. Put this in your life so you can constantly remember this is most important. 
and then wake up every day and make decisions based off of what is most important. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this moment. This moment of reflection within our own hearts. Come on, before we take communion, can you just reflect in your own heart right now? Maybe today you say, Philip, I'm, I'm disheartened. Philip, I'm disillusioned. Philip, I'm a little disinterested. Philip, I've been a little distracted. But, but today I want to make a choice. And I want to choose what matters most. I want to choose what matters most. I want to live a life that matters because I know that matters to God. And right now, I'm going to invite you just to say this short, simple prayer with me before we take communion together. But all over this place, will you just repeat this after me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I need you. You are my source. You are my source of peace. You are my source of joy. You are the source of my salvation. And I need you in my life today. I need you to help me, to remind me today and every day of what matters most so that I might be able to choose what matters most each and every day. Father, we know what what ultimately matters most above everything, and that is 2,000 years ago, you came, you lived, you died, and you were resurrected, a conquering king and a victorious savior. And today we are reminded once again of your victory that matters more than anything, your promises that matter more than anything, And it is with that in mind today that we take communion as we remember you and what matters most. Come on, can we take the bread together today? Let us drink together today. Now let us just take a moment and reflect and worship and declare, God, what matters most to you matters most to me, and I want to live a life that matters. Come on, can we worship as we close today? Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us
remembering what matters most. If you were out of town last week, I want to encourage you, go back and listen to last week's message. This series is gonna get us through this season. We're not just going to dial it in. Come on, anybody ever feel like dialing it in? Come on, throwing caution to the wind. No, we're gonna keep our eyes laser focused on what matters most. Well, I hope that you enjoyed our service. Remember, if you're new here, we would love to meet you today. Pick up a declaration magnet at one of the white tents on your way out. Congratulations again to our winners for our Ugly Sweater Christmas uh, contest. I think you're over here somewhere. Congratulations to you. Uh, Do you know who you are? Okay, good. All right, good. Just making sure. Just making sure. I mean, I will take the trophy. It's okay. I'm all right. Uh, no. Oh, my name's Clarissa. That's important. Uh, I'm the Connections Pastor here at North Point. And today, if you want to get connected um, and you've been coming for a while, stop by those tents as well so that our team can connect with you uh, this week. And on Wednesday, we're going to have service, so make sure you're here. Um, if you've never come on a Wednesday night, we've got something for the whole family, high school, middle school, kids, adults. All adults are going to be meeting in the sanctuary together for the month of December, so you want to try that out. If you need prayer today, there'll be someone at that white banner in the back. Uh, Pastor Larry is going to be back there ready to pray with you if you need prayer today. All right, we love to give generously here at North Point, don't we? Come on, are you guys excited about our offering next Sunday? I am so excited. If you want to give today your tithes, your regular offerings, or maybe a special offering today, you can put it in the offering boxes as you leave, or you can text to give or give online anytime. All right, friends, we like to say at the end of all of our services, oh, snap, no, I'm just kidding. We do not do that. We like to say that the best is yet to come because we believe, come on, somebody, that the best is yet to come. So I'm going to count it down, and I want to hear you say it. I'm just trying to stop laughing loud and proud. Are you ready? Three, two, one. The best is yet to come. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.